millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Conference Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we're talking to Ellie Hennis, who just won NCAAs in the 5K this past weekend. She had a great race, and this was actually 30 years after her mom won the NCAA 5K. So it was really special to her, and she runs for NC State, or I guess ran for NC State because she just graduated, and she's about to run the Olympic trials tomorrow when you guys are listening to this, so make sure to root for her, but this episode was so great. We went in a bunch of different tangents, and she was really easy to talk to, so I hope you guys enjoy it. But before you guys listen, it would mean so much to me if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I know I say it in every episode, but it really helps establish credibility to the podcast, and that way I can get more high-profile guests on for you guys to listen to, ask questions to, and I get to chat to. So if you haven't already done that, it would mean so much to me. It literally takes 15 seconds. If you've already done it, it means the world, and I just appreciate you all for listening telling your friends, family, fellas, whoever about the the podcast. I really appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit company. They make eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, or vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier like me, there's a range of recipes to suit any kind of diet or preference. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. They offer nine meal options every week for each plan, and you can also switch up your plan whenever you're ready to try a new way of eating. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies and high-quality proteins delivered to your door. Green Chef is also the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions in plastic packaging in every box, so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Also, you can feel great about what you're eating because it tastes amazing, and Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and with their wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I like to switch between the brands, just depending on how my taste buds change. Every single Green Chef recipe I've ever made has absolutely hit the spot. Like there's never been one that I didn't like. I love how the meals take literally like 30 minutes to make because they're already pre-measured and portioned out. It's so easy and I highly recommend anyone that's looking to save time or just like eat a more delicious dinner than they're used to. So if you guys are interested, go to greenchef.com slash 90 cold brew and use code 90 cold brew to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90 cold brew and use code 90 cold brew to get $90 off, including free shipping. Now let's get straight into today's episode. Okay, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to have you on. We got, I will say, we got a lot of questions for you. So (laughs) I made sure to have a lot of time at the end because I think, especially a lot of your teammates ask questions. So I'm excited to go through them. But um, to get started, do you want to just give us a little rundown of who you are and what you're about? Oh gosh, that's that's a loaded question. Um, (laughs) Well, my name is Ellie Hennis. I've run for NC State University. Um, I guess I just graduated, you know. Woo! <laughs> Graduate. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got that taken care of. I got. I was coached by my mom. People usually like to know that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of questions about that as well. And I'm very curious about that too. Also, I'm wearing space buns in honor of you. No one can oh, see it. Love them with the little the braid too. Do I see? No, the braid? I can't. I can't braid myself. And I was like, I'm gonna look ridiculous if I try to braid it. But no one okay. can see this. This is all audio. So 
um well you, okay you also you're failing to mention that you just won ncaa's in the 5k okay. i mean not that anyone would really mention that outright but i'm gonna mention it she just won the 5k at ncaa's how are you feeling right now uh feeling pretty good it's fine i think it finally sunk in probably like yesterday maybe yeah. it's it's still working its way into sinking in yeah <laughs> i'm excited we have a lot to talk about um also okay i realized that so this was 30 years after your mom won the 5k so mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here oh, so yeah. your mom won the 5k 30 years ago do you know what her time was i'm sure you do <laughs> the reason that i know is because for the past few years i've been i've been so annoying i kept um okay i don't know the exact time but i think it was like 160 something because my favorite saying was oh if i could just go and win nationals in 160 we'd be fine right now <laughs> And then she's always like, yeah, but it was a sit and kick. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but- well, so you accomplished what she had accomplished, but more because you ran a lot faster. So I'll call it that, you know, yeah. <laughs> technology and the training and the nutrition, all that stuff was very different back then. So I'll, I'll give it to her, but. <laughs> yeah, true. I was going to ask, like, who do you think would win in a head to head? Her at her age or you at her age? I've got a better kick. I'd sit oh, <laughs> yeah. If she likes to sit and kick race, hey, you did have a very good kick, I will say. That was like a, a very intense race. I just watched it on two times speed, and it was kind of funny <laughs> to watch everyone on two times speed. But um, a lot of people okay. ask, like, what what were your thoughts? I guess going into the race. Oh gosh. So honestly, I feel like going going into it. If we if we started the the morning of, I guess okay. like. I think in the morning not like I think I think sometimes you know it gets that point of like okay this is my last one and I can either put a lot of pressure on this and be like oh I have to perform or I can be like oh this is my last one and so I'm just gonna go and put it all leave it all out there and see what happens you know and so I think my my brain was battling was was back and forth between that all day and I and it really was battling like that up until I got onto the stadium and I think the second that I went into the stadium, everything like, cause they take you back behind the, the shoot thing, right? Like, so you go in on, under the, on the track that's under there. And it was, it was giving me hunger games vibes. And the reason for that was because there was this table of like older men. I don't, I feel bad for saying that, but anyways, <laughs> these older men were sitting there and they're watching us all walk in and I was getting these flashbacks. I was like, okay, like, you know, we're, we're walking out to the arena. They're going to test our skills. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> and that was, that that's what I was thinking walking up into the stadium and then you know you come out to the stadium it's amazing it's huge there's all these people cheering it was like okay this is a little intense but um when we got on the line and like looked out at because of when you get on the line and look out at the 200 there's nothing back there you know it's just like sky and then like campus and so in that moment I remember I was like oh it's a 400 meter track like we're good this is my last yeah. race no pressure it's all good so exact thought for thought <laughs> through that day that's that's all I was thinking yeah <laughs> wow that was a good little like rendition was it was it kind of like packed like was the stadium filled with fans or was it like could you hear people when you were uh racing yes no I mean I could hear people so I, my my uh my mom was sitting with Marisa um <laughs> Marisa yeah Marisa was my coach back at Oregon I, yeah so I could hear her <laughs> yeah <laughs> my mom though and they were standing right next to each other good marisa does marisa's voice does definitely stick out (laughs) yeah and so i knew every single thing she was saying i couldn't hear my mom at all during the race i was actually i was trying to hear her at one point because when whitney went and there was that gap there i was trying to hear her tell me what to do about it and i couldn't hear i was like okay well oh you hear marisa being like let's go (laughs) she's like let's go Haley herberg i was like okay (laughs) yeah good (laughs) Um, what were you thinking when Whitney like went out ahead of everyone? That must be like intimidating. I don't think I've ever been in a race like that where someone that is like really good goes mm-hmm. out in front. And you're just like, um, well, cause that was my thought. I was like, well, she's run 15, 12. Yeah. Like I can't let her, I can't let her get too far away. You know? Um, I do think it was, it was comforting to me after like two or three laps to notice that there wasn't that much of a distance change between us. So once I realized like we were, she, she had made that gap, but we were going the same pace pretty much. I was like, yeah. okay, you know, just try to try to work on reeling her back in kind of thing. I so. want to, I want to know what her race plan was because that was like a bold move, you know? I mean, I think, 
I mean, I can't speak for her, obviously, but I do think a part of that comes from the 1500, you know? Yeah. Just going like, out hard. Not for the kick. Oh, right. All right. Yeah. Wanting to make it uh, fast, I guess. Yeah. I mean, definitely. It was definitely an honest race. Yeah, know? it definitely was. I was honestly surprised by how many people were still there at the end. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know, the NCAA, especially, I mean, on both, on both the men's and women's side, but it's, it's getting every year it just gets so deep and I'm always so surprised and impressed by what happens. I mean, there were four girls under 15, 20 this year. And I know that like in the past, there's been, you know, I, I was growing up watching people break 15, 20 and all that stuff. But I just remember, you know, being like, that's insane. That's like, there's how, and then for four girls to, to do that. And it just be like, you know, just looking at the 5k at NCAAs and in, in general, like it's so deep right now. I know. I'm wondering if it's because everyone's like getting really excited for the trials, but all I know is that I am really glad I'm not in college anymore because I would get absolutely destroyed in any of these races. I challenge. Yeah, I know. Okay. But you're one of the people that's setting up the fast races. So you're to blame. Okay. I mean, it's a good thing. <laughs> we want to progress, you know. We want to keep getting yeah. faster. Runs. It's like looking at high schoolers now running like no, I know nine forty for the three thirty two hundred. I'm like, what? Ten thirty was good in my era. Yeah, literally. I think yeah. that's yeah, ten thirty two. I'm proud of that. I, I'm still proud of that. Me too. I was like ten twenty three. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm like, scum. Actually, no, it's not scum. <laughs> to anyone listening, it's still good. Okay, I still think it's good. I still think it's good. Oh, um. No, no. Okay. Anyways, so you won the race, you crossed the finish line. What were your thoughts? You were very calm, cool, collected when you crossed the finish line. Like, I feel like I would be like kissing the floor or something, but you walk <laughs> off, you just throw up the little like wolf pack <laughs> sign. What were your thoughts? Well, that's like, that's just a, um, I don't know what to call it. An instinct, like a reaction. Like if yeah. there's any at me when I'm in the NC State uniform I'm gonna throw up the wolf it's like a peace sign every other every other time a camera's pointing at me I throw up the peace but if I'm in NC State it's the wolf so that was just kind of like oh shoot I just won I gotta throw up something it's the wolf signs here we go <laughs> um but I guess I mean yeah I don't know I don't know if I would say like maybe I looked like it I don't know but I was sh not shocked but I was just so like overwhelmed with joy and I was like I was looking for my mom. I was looking for my people. And I think that was part of the like intense focus of yeah. like trying where they were. Cause I mean, it is a huge stadium and, and, and they were there, but I had to go and run and, and find them. Um, so I was definitely focused on finding them and seeing them because clearly they, they've been there through it all and they know what that moment meant to me. So yeah, I was looking for them. <laughs> yeah. You could kind of tell that you were also on a mission to find them. That's like what I would do too. I mean, obviously that's your first instinct. One throw up, well, not for me, throwing up the wolf pack, but maybe the O, but I never threw up an O because it always looks like an Illuminati because I'm not very really good at it. So that wasn't my first instinct, but I also never won NCAAs. So. You never know. What Why am I even talking about this? I mean, I'm not qualified. <laughs> okay. So when in the race did you realize that you were going to win? In the last hundred meters. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of knew. I mean, well, no, I didn't. I didn't. That's why I think I, my teammates told me afterwards, they were like, you need to stop looking at the screen so many times. Cause I know that I was kind of, I was checking. Cause I mean, I know I kicked with Katie Wasserman in the 1500 of ACCs. I know that she's got a killer kick, you know? So, um, even when I made the move, there was that little moment in my head where I was like, did I, did I just move too fast? I gotta, I gotta gun it. And when you're starting to feel that lactic, stuff in your legs and stuff down the last hundred I was I was you know all I was thinking was just like shit like get to the finish line like finish this thing yeah. be embarrassed have someone come around you now you made the move <laughs> you made a move at another time also okay I also noticed when I was watching it at two times speed you were running in lane two the whole time did anyone give you like flack for that like did you did any, was anyone like why did you do that hundred percent I've got a, gotten a few calls that were like oh congrats on winning the 5100 5200 like of oh, course <laughs> the standard response to that the standard oh. like i don't know sarcastic response you are in 5100 meters <laughs> thanks <laughs> hey that but, just shows that you're talented though <laughs> i think it just shows i'm stubborn that's what it shows yeah i just i just like being on the shoulder of someone like even in workouts all my teammates will tell you like i we just have that agreement like okay i'm, I'm just going to be up on your shoulder and you know feel free to do <laughs> 
me too because as I'm comfortable with that kind of zigzag formation kind of thing yeah it's better than so, being boxed in like that's not kind of my yeah. worst fears like going behind and then just having no out yeah I mean that's kind of I mean honestly that's what happened in, in indoor this this past year in both the 5k and the 3k and the 3k when it happened I got a little bit too antsy and kind of you know, tried to cut out and took a, took a fall. So a, a lot of that too was like, okay, well, I'm not getting boxed in ever again. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I will run lane two. Yeah. Lane two is better than falling. Yeah. Hey, it's true. Also, <laughs> another thing, interesting thing I noticed was that you started with the same arm and same leg on the oh. starting line. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that a fun little technique that winners have? <laughs> Did not notice that, but maybe I should start doing that. I think the space buns and that might be my lucky charm, you know? Yeah, there you go. Okay. We're, we're <laughs> this, this is all adding up here. It's like, and so, you know, perfect formula, the blueprint. <laughs> yeah. What did your mom say when you won? Like you came up to her and you're like, oh my gosh, I won. <laughs> what did she do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we hugged. I told her that I, that. I mean, I, I think that I she probably knew, you know, that 30 years before she had won that, but I told her that as if she didn't know. I was like, oh my gosh, guess what? We both won this. And she was like, I know. She's probably going to bed every night thinking about that. <laughs> True. I, yeah. So I like reminded her of that. And then we were just hugging and she was saying how proud of me she was. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it was just, she, we saved the like mother daughter stuff. I feel like for after. You know, because yeah. at that moment, it was kind of like still coach mode, you know, because yeah. she I mean, she also had another athlete like Savannah Shaw was also running in that event and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I feel like right in that moment, because I honestly I didn't even get to see her till after the awards stuff. So like we had already it had already been like 15 minutes. So it was kind of the like, oh, awesome. Congrats. Let's yeah. go celebrate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I want to get into uh, talking about the your and your mom's relationship a little more because I got so many questions on our Instagram about that. And I'm so curious. So your mom is your coach and she's been your coach. Was she your coach before college as well? Mm -mm. No, she was very hands-off in high school. But now she's your coach. That's even like wilder to me. So she wasn't your coach growing up, but then you decided that you were going to go to NC State and you're like, yep, my mom's going to coach me. Mm -hmm. I mean... Well, also, so I didn't really, I didn't think I was going to go to NC State until I took the visit. And it was like, I signed that I really made up my mind. Um, Because I was very, very much rebellious teenager, like, mom, I'm going to get as far away from you as I possibly can. I, you know, I'm going to go to the other side of the country, I'm going to do all these things. And that I ended up lying (laughs) about all of that. But um, what was I going to say? Well, what, okay, what on the visit, like, made you want to go there? Like, changed your, I guess, entire perspective? I think it's because I took, like, because obviously I've, I've always trusted her as, like, a coach and all that stuff, um, but I think it was the fact that I was able to actually finally be just, like, with the team and just see what that dynamic looked like, because I, I mean, I'd seen them, they'd come over for, like, pizza parties at the house, like, stuff like that. That's the only way I'd known the team. So, being there, like just going through day by day and like, just, I don't know. Yeah. Just talking to them, hanging out with them, having fun with them. It just felt like we clicked and it was like the right place to be. Um, I'm like, I told you so. Kind of. (laughs) Well, I know I could tell how happy she was because like I said, like in high school, she was so hands-off because she was just focused on me actually like, um, coming into running in my own right. And like, kind of like, the thing I always go back to is I was never really trained as much in high school. Like I had a, I had a very good coach at Green Hope. Like he knew what he was doing and he was, um, he's a great guy, but she kind of just let me, um, let me think that I was doing a lot of work when I wasn't because I came to her at one point crying. I was like, how come these girls are winning national titles and I'm putting in all these work, all this work and I'm not up there. And she was like, well, because you run, 30 miles a week, eat at Burger King every day. You don't even take your iron and you're iron deficient. Like, what are you, what do you think you're doing? And I was like, I thought I was doing everything. Like I thought I was doing the most. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think that's a good approach though. Like, because Mm -hmm. you just see so many people getting burnt out or their parents are just too overbearing to the point where it's like the kids don't even want to do it anymore. 
Yeah. So that's like an extremely healthy approach. I think that takes a lot of self-control probably from your mom to be able to yeah. do that. I mean, we've talked about that too. And she, she told me how hard it was in some moments to be like, you know, just to tell me to like pull my head out of my ass, but she's like, well, I can't because I'm not that she couldn't, she, she still did. She'd tell me that all the time, but in a different way of like doing it running based versus life based. Cause if, you know, she sees me like hanging out with the wrong people doing the wrong things. She's like, okay, yeah, no, you're not going to do that. But then in running, she's like, you know what? It's not going to hurt you to like, I wasn't dependent on fast food, but that was pretty much all I ate. <laughs> I, I wasn't like, dependent all the time. And you know, she was like, I'm not going to steer you away from eating what you want, like running the miles that you want, doing things you want, because high school, like in her eyes and in my eyes was just about just having fun and like doing everything that we could in the sport. And my team still made it to NXN and I still went to these like really cool things. And it was like, I mean, yeah, a great experience. And she, she definitely did it. I think the best way possible for me. So what do you think about the high schoolers that are like doing the most these days? You know, they're training like professional athletes. Like what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, I think that everything, when I say like everything is going to work differently for each individual, I mean, like, as I think that when people are happy and enjoying the sport and like have finding a good balance between working hard and being dedicated and having fun and enjoying high school and high school running for what it is, you know, I think that as long as you can find that balance, whatever that means for the specific athlete, like then you can't go wrong. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And I think you explained it really well. I think that like, I've read, um, let your mind run a million times, Dina Castor. Yeah. And my favorite that I've underlined, quoted, did all my annotation for was when she said, like, you can only train as hard as you recover. And I think some people aren't honest enough with themselves about how hard they recover, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think when you have that balance, you have the balance of fun and determination and training hard and recovery, they're golden but you gotta be honest with yourself about all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was kind of like you in high school. I mean, I'm, maybe I wasn't dependent on fast food, but like I was, <laughs> I thought I was, was training so hard, but then now looking back, I'm like, I don't think I really was, you know, <laughs> but I feel like a lot, like it's the key of having that balance of like being a normal kid. And then also like running at that level, you know, and then I feel like a lot of it has to do with mental like headspace. Like you can't be, if you're like really stressing out over things in high school, then I feel like things are maybe, you're maybe taking it too far, you know? Yeah. I feel like high school should really be about enjoying it rather mm-hmm. than putting too much overbearing pressure on yourself. But yeah, I know it's like hard in the moment to balance that, but. Yeah. But I was just saying like how much of the sport is mental. Like you have to, you have to make sure that like, I think you burn out mentally like later than you burn out physically. But I also think like, just because you can handle all that stuff mentally and handle all that stress in the moment doesn't mean that you should. Yeah, exactly. And that's why breaks are really important too. And just recovery in general, <laughs> like you said, yeah. just very important. But um, that was kind of a sidetrack. <laughs> Sorry, so, yeah. rant. <laughs> <laughs> in college, how was it having your mom as a coach? And how was it for everyone else having <laughs> you on the team and having your mom <laughs> be your coach? It's definitely, I think for people on the team, um, I definitely feel like there were things held back from being said to me sometimes because they were like, oh, that's going to get back to coach. And the thing is, if I ever told, the, the one thing that I would always stress to my teammates is if we're at a party and something goes down, me telling her that like that gets us both in trouble. I was there too. Yeah. Okay. True. So you're not going to be the snitch. No. Because also they understand the relationship I have with my mom. And I think it's funny because they, they'll also say how I'm the only one on the team that will really, I'm not going to say snap back at my mom, but give her sass at yeah. practice because that's, that's our relationship. And that's how we know we can like joke with each other and call each other out and all that kind of stuff. But I do think it's like, I, I have wondered how my teammates view that sometimes when like, we'll kind of just be like roasting each other. And then I, I wouldn't necessarily see any of my teammates do that back at her. <laughs> and your teammates are just like this. Drama <laughs> unfold. <laughs> yeah, that would be really interesting just to see like that dynamic. I don't know. I mean, obviously it works. Yeah. I mean, it's because like I do think that with certain coaches, like they might not have as much room or like the ability to call their athletes out as much as my mom can with me. Because I mean, she's actually my mom. So like she has that room to be able to like just say. I guess like 
either motivating things or like just be fully completely like honest with me and I know that like that coach athlete relationship can obviously happen you build that trust you build that relationship but like when they're already your mom so they're already close enough like they know okay I can say this thing and it might make her cry but like she we're like we're gonna talk it out we're gonna communicate, communicate about it and we'll be our relationship will be fine yeah you know yeah, I mean, and, I don't think anyone can really have that relationship that a mom daughter has, even if they like build their relationship with their coach. You know, it's just different. It's different. It is, and that's why, like, people ask me a lot. You know, um, what it's like to be coached by my mom. I'm like, I don't, I don't know any other way. So I can't really like say exactly what the differences are, other than like she knows exactly how to push me. She knows exactly what to say. She can give me that insight, and it can be coming from. I always know it's from her best interest because that's my mom. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was going to say, this doesn't make any sense because you do not live at home, but I was going to be like, so when you go home at night, like, do you guys just like talk about it? Or like, if you go on vacation, do you like talk about like training and stuff? I mean, I guess oh, it's yeah. kind of cool to have like your coach on hand. That's true. I mean, I go home, I would go home every Sunday for family dinner because it's only 20 minutes okay, away. Okay, cute. That was nice. And I got to see my dog and my cat, and my sister. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, I feel like it'd be like half and half the half of the dinner conversation would be like, okay, we're just catching up life stuff, talking about whatever. My dad has this movie list, uh, for each of each year of my life. Um, he has like five or six movies, like, um, like around like 15 was like breakfast club, pretty in pink, you know, like all that stuff and all that. So we'll go back, watch a movie, talk. And then the other half will be talking about running, which (laughs) my, because she is not a runner. (laughs) She's probably like enough already. We've heard literally but she's she's starting to catch on actually she started asking me this week she was like so who's who's this professional runner and what's what's this group and what's this and I was like wow she's catching <laughs> on well she's probably gonna have to now that yeah. I mean we'll see what happens next today's episode is brought to you by whoop whoop is a fitness wearable that provides 24 7 personalized insights around your sleep recovery and daily activity Whether you're running your first 5K or your 10th marathon, Whoop can help you train smarter and recover faster so you get to the starting line healthy. You all already know that I love Whoop. I've been wearing it for months now and I'm kind of obsessed with like data when it comes to running. So Whoop is completely focused on your body's recovery and it's very different than your standard GPS watch. Every day gives you a personalized recovery score based on things like resting heart rate, heart rate variability, sleep, respiratory rate so you can monitor the changes in your fitness. I've talked a lot about in other episodes that the sleep coach has really helped me out personally because I've really needed to work on my sleep. But I also love that the app has built-in features like the strain coach so you can really see how hard you're training and pushing your body every day and set goals based on your body's recovery. By listening to the underlying factors affecting your performance and just having that data there for you is really helpful. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code coldbrew at checkout. Go to Whoop, that's W-H-O-O-P dot com. Enter code coldbrew at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and run faster. Get to the start line healthy with Whoop. The main question I received, um, <laughs> do you have any insight into what is next for you? Are you planning to go professional? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, the plan is definitely to run professionally uh, for as long as possible before I eventually become a therapist of some sort um and then other than that right now it's just hanging out in Eugene for the next two weeks to train and race the trials because I mean that's also been a part of my big goals for this season and yeah we'll see what happens next <laughs> you gonna stay on the stay in the good old huge for oh. three weeks that's a long three, time hey <laughs> sheesh um well okay so the trials are coming in so hot on friday well yeah friday so it'll be because this will go live on thursday so everyone listening this is thursday so tomorrow ellie's gonna be racing the 5k at the trials how are we feeling about it what are what are the vibes i mean i'm just feeling really good because i have like no expectations if that makes sense like i mean i have i have expectations i've set for myself obviously you know but it's kind of like i can go in and just get a really good experience here and i mean best case like in my mind my goal would be to final in that 5k just really put myself in it and see what it is but really it's just like about getting that experience at this high level because I mean this is this is part of the highest level 
you know? So that's like being able to be there and race with people I've like looked up to that have inspired me, like all that kind of stuff. It's just going to be in Hayward Field, like all of it. Fairy tale, fairy tale yeah. moments. Especially right after winning NCAAs, like confidence probably at an all time high. Just stepping in, <laughs> you're young. Well, not, I guess, professional, but kind of almost going to be professional runner about to debut in the professional scene. I mean, you probably have raced other professionals, so it'll probably be similar to other races, but it is a very big deal. So are you running the 5k and the 10k? That's the plan as of right now. I think that if, if that 5k final happens, I might reassess 10k, but we'll see. So what are the days? So Friday's the prelim of the 5k and then what's mm-hmm. the schedule Monday, after that? Monday would be the final. I have no idea when the 10k is. I Good. also didn't it was on Friday until two days ago. So <laughs> I am lost, but I'm figuring it out. <laughs> That's the definition of one step at a time. Got to complete into delays before I even look at when the Olympic trials are. Finished the 5K and was like, okay, awesome. Like, let's celebrate. And then someone was like, oh, your 5K is on, on Friday. And I was like, oh, I celebrate. <laughs> yeah, wait, I was going to ask, did you like do anything fun after winning? I mean, of course, but so my family actually surprised me with a little, um, pizza and wine down in the lobby, which was nice because I didn't, I didn't expect everyone. They were all down there and I had been up, I've been up on the phone actually with, uh, with my boyfriend and I, I was just like drawing the phone call out because I was like, Oh, I could talk to him for an hour and a half. And then I go back downstairs and they'd all been waiting there for like 45 minutes. I felt so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh hey. they're like, what and took then- so long? You're like, nothing. <laughs> I'm just hanging out. Oh, that's but cute though. That was that was fun because uh, a lot of the family, also a lot of alumni were able to be there. Um, so that was that was really nice. Man, you've got the whole squad. I feel like <laughs> NC State, you guys have like a great vibe, good culture. I keep saying vibe in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, so I went to Oregon. Like I didn't really know that much about NC State because like we didn't race you guys that often. Yeah, but I feel like now. I honestly feel like I'm more tapped out, tapped like into the running world now after college. I'm like, how does that even happen? But um, <laughs> it just seems like you guys are like a really close knit group. And obviously, like NC State's a very up and coming program. I mean, you guys are basically already there. But um, <laughs> like, what was the culture like at NC State for you? Oh, it's 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 so cheesy, but it's it is a family. Like, and that's why. I mean, we've had the same coaches for. Geiger, I mean, how long has Geiger been there? I don't want to guess the number because then I might offend him. Um, but like, <laughs> he's been there a long time. My mom's been there a long time. Like, so the program itself has stayed like the same, you know, for such a long time. So everyone that comes in and comes out of the program have the same coaches. They all know each other. It just creates that kind of vibe of a family. <laughs> and like, so all the alumni that I, I grew up around and, and know, like anytime we're in the same city, anytime we're wherever, we're, we're going to hang out. We're going to see each other. We're going to catch up because that's just how it is. And, and on the team now, like I can tell I'm going to be friends with these girls for such a long time. I'm always going to keep in touch with them. Like you share so many moments with them. Um, I think a few of the girls, Savannah Shaw at one point released a, or like did a little article thing about the culture of the team. So she, she shared how we do like a, a team camp every summer, like an altitude training camp and stuff. And we always have like a team goal setting meeting. And one thing I, I always go back to this about the goal setting meeting and I wish like, I wish we could go through one of those goal setting meetings without all crying, but it just always happens because we always go through like a, like a high and a low kind of question of like, some, like, what was, what have you been struggling with this year? How can we help you? And then what has, what has inspired you? Something that a teammate or friend or something has done in the last year that is like really just helped you like keep going and running or in life. And it always gets, the waterworks always. But I do think that like part of that vulnerability and part of that, like we're going to open up, tell people what we're struggling with and then also how to help us and what's inspired us. Like it just, I think it just really like you're when you have that goal, like those high goals together and you know that you have each other's backs, like that's just, you know, so special. That's like the beauty of running is because I feel like not only in those meetings, I mean, I think a lot of teams have meetings like that. Well, you just, you see everyone at their absolute lowest point a lot of the time. And then you see yeah. people at their like peak highest point. So it's like, you get that and everything in between. So I think mm-hmm. that's just what makes like, I don't know if it's with other sports because I haven't really played that many other sports, but 
it's really in endurance sports like you just see it all so I think that's just what makes people really close to each other but it's also like I mean it's kind of hard to when you have so many competitive people on a team like fostering an environment that's competitive especially in like individual sport like track and like cross country too but it's hard to foster that competitive yet encouraging environment and it seems like you guys have nailed it and that's also probably like a big key to your guys' success I mean like personally we won NCAAs in 2016 for cross country like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say we were the most like (laughs) I mean we weren't the most talented team on not on paper but like our our past results (laughs) that season were not good but Mm -hmm. I think it was just our team camaraderie that really like helped us win the race even though that doesn't really have anything to do with like physical ability I don't know it just like the emotional part is so important yeah like that's like exactly what you're saying because I do think that like we were saying earlier, like the mental side of, of the running, how much it pushes you. Like you're, you're out there, like going hard and knowing that all of your teammates are doing the same thing for each other. Like there's something to that, that you just push harder when you know that that's happening. Yeah. I mean, that was exactly what we all talked about after that 6k in 2016. Like we all knew that we were just going through the ringer, you know, but we were going to give up on each other. So yeah. it's very powerful. And like, I always recommend, I mean, there's only so much one person can do, but like, mm-hmm just try to bring your team together. Like if you're listening and you feel like you have team drama or team struggles, like try to do team bonding activities. Cause it really makes a difference at the end of the day. If you're trying to reach that like elite level, just knowing mm-hmm. that your teammates have your back is so important. So. Agreed. hundred percent. Um, okay. Well, I, we, like we had so many listener questions, so I just know it's going to take a little while. So I feel like I could talk to you all day though. Cause we barely got into anything, but. I, um, I love the side rants. It makes me <laughs> so happy. I know. There's been a lot of side rants. So you can keep on track, but I guess not today. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. What do you like to do outside of running? Mm. Okay. Um, this, see, this is one of my, one of those questions where every single time I'm like, I'm so lame, but I really like to be outside in general. Like, I don't necessarily know what that means, whether it's like taking a walk, going to the lake, like literally just sitting in in a hammock outside and reading a book, something like that. I like being outside. Um, I really like hanging out with my friends. And one of the things I do all the time is I will invite someone to a coffee shop. And whenever that happens, everyone on my team has told me this. They know that when I text them, hey, want to go get coffee? It means that they're going to be reserving two hours of their day. Because like you said right now, the way that the way that it just conversation just goes on every direction and then it'll come back. So I really like just doing that kind of stuff, like hanging out one-on-one with people. Um, my roommates and I play Settlers of Catan every single night. We have a scoreboard. I, we have a slight obsession. Um, but other than that, it's really just like, I really like good food. So we go out to restaurants a lot. I go to out to coffee with my friends and just hang out with them. And then I like to be outside. So, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward, but that's what I like to do. <laughs> okay. I have two, <laughs> two side questions okay. for your answer. One, what is your coffee order? Oh, I always get a vanilla cappuccino. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> Very nice. And then, I mean, this is, this is based off of your answer too. Someone asked what you say, Catan. I say Catan. I don't know what yeah. the right word is. Oh, I don't know what to say. I, I'll switch back and forth. Catan, Catan, you know, same dip. <laughs> yeah. Tomato, tomato. Okay. What is your Catan strategy? Just wondering. And I think it was one of your teammates that asked, but I'm also curious. Get the secrets. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Cause I play my teammates all the time. Okay. <laughs> my honest, honest answer. My main strategy is to play whatever I have in my hand. If I have something, I play it and I don't hold back because when that robber comes and you have to cut your deck, doesn't matter what your plan was it can all be over in a matter of seconds that's true I don't like to hold more than seven cards in my hand well no one does but but it it gives me like it gives me anxiety when I have like I'm when I have like six cards I'm like no you know gotta play something you know but I'm I'm the longest roads and like what's the other one um the army army wow I haven't played in a little while I'm really rusty I played like every day last summer and I'm so rusty I need to go back to my friends in Portland to play again so I can be up to date this this um this phone is being rested on my katan board right now oh my gosh I wish I was in Eugene we could play around but 
be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a longest road, largest army kind of gal. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if you have that, you kind of like get the bag. But then everyone kind of caught onto my strategy. Like when I first started playing, I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what I'm doing. And I would always like pull that card. But then na- then everyone caught on, and then I now I'm mediocre again. But anyways, <laughs> okay, I do have a strategy. I just thought about it. Okay. I go for nines and fives because everyone else goes for sixes and eights, but okay. nines and fives are so much more. And that's, that's just proven. Okay. Everyone listening, <laughs> nines and fives, put your little thing on there. Put your little house on there. Everyone that's never played the game is like, shut up. We don't care. It's a little board game. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nikki Hiltz asked, does she want to train with me in San Diego? Oh my gosh. Let me know. Hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But that changes the game. So actually uh, hit me up before Friday. (laughs) Oh, Nikki, if you're listening, hit her up. What keeps you motivated to run or just in general? What keeps me motivated? Yeah. Um, trying to, I don't know if this makes sense, but trying to prove myself wrong. That makes sense. Trying to prove yourself wrong, like any doubts that I have, any things like that. Like if 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 I see like if I hear like a time or a place or something like that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like impossible. Then I, then I think mo- my motivation running wise would be like, well, I want to prove myself wrong. And then in life, it's like, well, I feel like I can't do that, or I feel like that's something that's really scary. But then I like to be like, well, I want to like accomplish that so that you know. I can prove myself wrong that and um and the fact that I just like to um connect with people yeah that's a champion's mindset right there in all (laughs) aspects of life um what's your most embarrassing running story I have a I have a few um options this one I gotta choose the right one (laughs) Because I want to choose what I want people to know about me. Because I know if I tell one of these stories that I'm going to be known as that girl. Yeah, maybe don't do something that that is, is like that embarrassing. But do something that's more like PG oh, rated. Okay. In, in high school, we were running an indoor um, four by eight. And I was the anchor. And I wasn't counting the laps correctly. And I did an extra fifth lap. And this was like, I think it was our like one chance at like qualifying for like indoor nationals or something like that. I don't remember. There was some type of weight on it. And I ran that extra lap and all my teammates were yelling at me to stop, but I didn't know what they were saying. So I just kept going. But the, did you get the time? Because you already went through the lap, right? I, I have such bad memory. I think if something happened to me like five days ago, I'd forget it. I just remember that story because they kept bringing it up for the rest of the, of the season. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I mean, that is kind of embarrassing four by eight and you ran the four by one game. It's like, how do you it's like it's not even that long it's like <laughs> two and a half minutes I was like oh well I guess I'm just out here champions do extra guys you heard it your first turn <laughs> your 800 into 1k's and then you'll win NCAAs that's what happens the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, okay. So, what did you eat before your 5K? Um, well, let's see. What did I have for breakfast? I had half of a um, banana nut Trader Joe's muffin because those things are so good and I love muffins and (laughs) then I had let's see I had a Sam I had half of a um sandwich that I it was like some turkey pesto sandwich and then half of a um mozzarella and pesto and arugula sandwich because that sounded really good and then I had a dark chocolate peanut butter cup from Trader Joe's right before I went to the line Ooh, interesting. Okay. Is that your little secret trick? No, I was just craving it. <laughs> okay. Gotta listen to Bod. Some sugar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, what do you get at Burger King and how can that possibly be your favorite food? Fast food. It's my, okay. Their breakfast is what did it for me. Um, Burger King breakfast has, they have these cine minis. So like they're little mini cinnamon rolls that you dip in this packet of icing. And I swear it is the best thing ever. Mm. <laughs> they're so good. Um, <laughs> so breakfast wise, great. And then anything else would be the Whopper Jr. Because it's just classic. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. I know the Burger King is not that well liked, but it's just, I grew up across from a Burger King and I would walk there on the weekends and just like sit there and yeah, like I, I think I'd read a book or something like in Burger King and just, yeah, that was, that was my vibe. Yeah. It's just like a little bit, you just like flashback. You're like, oh, this is like my childhood yeah. right now. Eating your Salt junior it. Whopper. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know if I've ever had Burger King. Maybe once. You know, I want, I, I want to tell you right now, like, yeah, you got to go try it. Like so good. But I don't even think I can like, I don't think that I can do that. I'm going to go wanna. hit the town right now. It's 10, 14 PM. I'm going to go hit the town and I'm going to go straight to Burger King and oh, get the Cine minis. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can get their breakfast. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. I'm going to have to wait till the morning. <laughs> That's what you do. You wake up first thing, want crave Burger King, obviously. Yep. Actually that happened to me this morning. Weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> favorite Trader Joe's product and who can you thank for showing it to you? Oh no. See, that's floated. I'm going to go with, oh no. Because I'm trying to think of who asked this question. Because it could be two people. Oh, this has happened to me before. Because it could either be the dark chocolate peanut butter cups, which I did say I just, you know, I, I did eat that. And I guess that would be my roommates, Hannah and Savannah. Or I could say Scandinavian swimmers. And that would be Jessa. Hanson from the NAU women's team. So either way, I, those are my two top two. And I give all credit to those girls for showing it to me because I didn't like her goes until a few months ago. No one be <laughs> mad at Ellie. Okay. She, she didn't know I, I was going to ask the question. <laughs> um, how would you define success in running? Um, you know, I think we kind of touched on that earlier when I said like finding the balance between being like being determined and finding that, um, success when it comes to like being happy with your training and being driven with your training and racing. And then also finding that happiness inside and outside of running. Um, because I do think that sometimes you can get a little bit caught up in there. There was a point in time where I noticed my worth was being a bit too tied up into running. And I did have to kind of take that step back and be like, um, this isn't, my life, you know, and this isn't everything. It's something that I'm very passionate about and I, and I love, and I'm going to put all this, this effort and time and energy and tears and all that stuff into because it's that passion. But I think you could, you're successful when you've found that balance of, um, being driven, hardworking and, um, you know, seeing your improvements, whatever that looks like to you and being happy and finding the joy in it. And just like, loving what you do you know be a motivational speaker you're motivating me i'm about to get in the starting line tomorrow <laughs> right after my burger king <laughs> that's really it. sarcastic but that actually was a really good answer <laughs> no, no. i need to stop i'm like i'm gonna offend people 
there's no offense here at all. Um, okay. Is Lise <laughs> mad that you had that you had to outdo him once again? Oh no. <laughs> no, he's no, he is the most supportive boyfriend. He the when the second that I picked up the phone, well, or I I called him actually. He didn't even call me. I called wow. him. Wow. <laughs> No, that sounded salty. That wasn't salty. <laughs> but I called him and he picked up and he was just smiling ear to ear. I, he is the most supportive guy like ever. And just the fact that, I mean, obviously, you know, he's going to walk away and want more from himself always. I think as, as like high level runners, we always want more from ourselves no matter what. Um, and I obviously want more for him too, but no, he was so happy, so supportive and I I was I did make that joke obviously to him because we can joke about these things but you know we have that ongoing rivalry of uh each season who can do better and he's been he's been kicking my ass a bit too much recently so had to had to him real quick okay <laughs> um someone from the women's NAU team asked to uh, like what was your journey with him or like with- yeah like your story with him Oh, like how we met or yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I like this story. This is a fun story. <laughs> um, so technically we first met um in an 18 and up club after indoor nationals. <laughs> hmm. But very briefly, literally high and by. Um, we took a picture together actually. He asked me for a picture with him. Um so cute. It, it it's like it's a cute picture to have now. Like we have yeah. it. Right. Like it's that cute little like, oh, we met, but never, you know. So we didn't speak then after that. Um, until my team and I went out to Flagstaff for a training trip. And um, obviously they were out there and he saw me on a run. He was like, Oh, that's that girl that I saw, whatever. And messaged me and our team started like hanging out, going on runs together. Like we had we had a game day at one point. So we were just hanging out together. And with like a week left in the trip, he asked me out on a date. And so I went with him and we ended up hitting it off so that we went on a date every day for the rest of that week. Cause I only had a week left. <laughs> so I flew back home kind of a little bit sad. Cause I was like, okay, I really hit it off with this guy. I really liked him, but we kind of had that discussion at the end. Like, okay, we're going to be in different places. Long, starting long distance after only knowing each other for a week would kind of be crazy. So we could win our separate ways, I guess. And then a few days later, he calls me and he's like, oh, well, we just got all of that, you know, the, like the money you get for staying for regionals, nationals, that kind of stuff. He's like, we just got all of that money and um, I'm coming to Raleigh. So do I have a place to stay? <laughs> and I was like, you're kidding. Like, I thought I was, I thought I was being punked. Um, but I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, you have a place to stay, like come, come to Raleigh. And he brought a few of his friends and they called it his quest for love, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, that's cute. And yeah, so we hung out for that next week in Raleigh and just, I just showed him around Raleigh. We went to the beach, went to these different places, like, and just had a great time. And at the end of it, he asked me out. So we have, we've made long distance work for quite a while now. The rest is history. The rest that is, is really history. cute though. That's like every runner's <laughs> dream. I just know people listening are probably like, Oh, I want that to happen to me. <laughs> it was very cute. He's a great guy. Adorable. Power couple right there. Um, okay, next question. Are space blends the secret to success? Absolutely. The, I had some people, I had some people saying that they wore space buns um after you and that they've done really well because of them. I mean, I've only worn them twice now. But that was um, ACCs and Nationals, and both of them went well. So I think I have no other option than to just start trademarking it at this point, you know. <laughs> they're honestly great, like, hairdo. Like, I've been wearing them to work out in, like, run in, and they're great. They're sturdy. They're sturdy. You know? Yeah, you just got to, like, secure them in there, and, like, yeah. nothing falls out. It's, like, more stylish than a ponytail, you know? Yeah. It works. I think it's fans. the new thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I have two questions left. Have you gone through any struggles at all, like injury, anything, or have you had a pretty smooth running career? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when it, when it comes to like struggles, I think that, well, cause all struggles look different and that kind of stuff. But I think I'd say more physical, like mine were more mental than physical. 
uh, physically I've always been, and this is something I could give for, I guess, some type of advice too, but I've always been kind of dramatic when it comes to pain. Um, and that's honestly the only advice I got before college was like, don't get injured. And I was like, well, that sounds so simple, but like, I, I think that when I say like dramatic, I mean, like if something starts hurting me at all, I, I tell my mom, okay, I'd rather take four days than four months. So I'm just going to take a few days off. And that's some of the times where we have gotten into not an argument, but kind of like, she's, she's on pushing back on me. She's like, well, you're fine. You're training. And I'm like, but I, I, I can tell in my body, this doesn't feel right. So I'm not going to train through it. And, um, honestly that, I mean, that happened before ACC is my sophomore year. Um, I was feeling some foot pain and I'd, I'd had a stress reaction in my foot in high school. And I was having that similar foot pain before ACC is my sophomore year, which was in Florida. And so I, I took the whole week off beforehand and cross trained. And then the day of the race, I told her, I was like, okay, I feel no pain. And she was like, well, but we just held you out for a week. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and we moved on from there. But um, yeah, so I think when it comes to physical stuff, I've been really, really careful. And I've been really lucky too. I mean, to not have any of those major injuries since high school. Like I, I was in a boot in high school, but other than that, thankfully it's just been in inflammatory stuff. Um, one thing that was really hard for me was my, um, junior. Yeah. My junior year indoors going into indoors, I'd gotten kind of sick that season and I'm dramatic when it comes to pain, but not sickness. So I decided to race on the same day. I woke up with a really sore throat and ended up, I was sick for three months after racing on that. Mm -hmm. My white blood cell count was through the roof for three months. We still don't know exactly what happened, but I went into indoors. Um, I think at that point, the 5k that I'd ran might've been ranked third, even, I don't know, but either way I got last and lapped in both races and mentally and physically, that was hard for me. Cause I walked away from the race and I was like, what's wrong? Because I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't want to accept that it was sickness. I didn't want to accept that my shin had been inflamed for weeks. I completely internalized it. And I was like, this is, this is something's wrong. And I kept trying to race through that. And I kept the same thing would happen. I'd get to the last two laps. All of a sudden something would happen. I'd drop back. Everyone would pass me mentally. It would keep crushing me. So my mom kind of took me away from the, took me away from the season. And, um, when she did that, I just like, I mean, I was crushed in the moment and I understand why she did now, because I think if I just kept going at it and kept disappointing myself, that would have solidified it even, even further. But after that, I was able to start building back up again, starting to get my confidence back right before, uh, COVID and that all that stuff kind of hit the fan. So right then was when I was getting my confidence back, but we also have been talking about the Olympic trials for so much for, for so long. And 1520 had become this time in my mind that I was like, if I, I, I had put so much pressure on myself that I thought if I hit, if I don't hit this time, um, I'm not good at running now where I got that from. No idea. Like, <laughs> if you don't run 1520, you suck. Like I just suck. Like there's no point to this. And I can't, I don't even know how that necessarily, I don't, that, cause no one ever said that to me. No one ever acted that way to me. Even my mom, she never would even like kind of say that stuff to me. So I, it, it was, I just made it out of my own self-doubt, my own self-criticism, my own self-sabotage. And I guess if anything, I would say the biggest struggle I've gone through in college is self-sabotage or self-doubt. And even me freaking out the day of national, not freaking out, but stressing out the day of nationals was that self-doubt, that self-sabotage. And I kept having to tell myself, like, as long as you don't let your, as long as you don't hold yourself back, you're going to be fine, you know? So a lot of those thoughts going into like the 1520 stuff and going into, okay, I'm, I'm having bad races because internally there's something wrong with me, not, oh, I'm sick and I've been sick for three months. Um, I think a lot of that mental side had to be worked on in order for a lot of the things that I accomplished this year to even happen, because I don't think that they would have if I hadn't first conquered the mental side of running. Um, yeah. I just don't think that it would have been able to come together the way that it did if I hadn't first gone through all of those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I actually, I just posted a video on like, I guess the mental side of training and like how you have to be so on to be able to <laughs> showcase like your fitness level to the level that you want to like perform, like your mental headspace just has to be there. 
You know, yeah. you can't be slacking. You have to work on it before you can physically see the results. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really, I really resonate with that. I'm sure a lot of other people do, but do you have anything like, like, what would you say to yourself? What would you say to yourself? If you were like doubting yourself, you're like, I'm, I suck at running. Like, what would you say? Or like, how would you kind of combat these thoughts? Um, one thing that I learned, so I, I've been seeing sports psychs, sports psychologists since, um, honest, I think since my junior or senior year of high school, honestly. And, um, one of my most recent sports psychs that worked with, um, NC state, she kind of told me this when it, when it came to, um, when it came to my like anxiety overall overarching, she said, well, your anxiety and all this stuff comes from you creating these these thoughts that aren't real. So if you can start debunking these thoughts, if you can start proving to yourself, these thoughts are not real and I'm, I'm creating them inside my own head, then yeah, they become a lot more manageable. So that's what I've kind of done with the self-sabotage where, um, like I said, on race day, I was like, well, I'm only going to fall back, get lapped, have that same thing at national time. And again, if I allow that to happen, because I'm like, you are so much in control, more in control than you think you are. And it takes like having some of those, like either writing it down. I journal a lot too. So I think a lot of journaling with that helped for me this season where I was like, okay, this is something that is achievable. I have put in this work and I have A, B, and C as a reason why I can trust myself to be able to accomplish this. So like sometimes it just takes backing up thoughts that have no basis with facts, you know? So I guess that's, my advice and what I've done is, is try to combat those thoughts with facts. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, personally, I'm just curious, like that wasn't a question I had written down. I just wanted to know because I am like a queen of self-sabotage. If I had to nominate a first place winner, it's me. So I'm like, I don't know. I admire your mindset because I know it takes, I just know how hard it is to, you know, when you're dealing with these things to come out of it. And obviously like you've been really successful in winning NCAA is no easy feat mentally or physically. So I'm very impressed. I feel like I could talk to you for literal like hours. So if you ever, if you ever do want to get some, some cold brew, some vanilla cappuccinos, let me know. Yeah, we'll do. I mean, I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point. So we definitely will. We get to down for two hours. I'll block two hours out of my day. <laughs> let um, me know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I actually have one more question. What okay. do you have any advice for your younger self? sorry if you don't we can cut it out into my head that I know I can't say but um, I sometimes I have to I have to censor myself Um, I guess that the the people that I think what I would say to my younger self is the people that care the most about me are not going to walk out walk out of my life if I just genuinely be myself that's what I'd say because that's a good answer was that if you just be your authentic self not everyone's gonna love it but that's okay people that love you will I love that and that I mean that can be applied (laughs) to all areas of life not just running I mean that isn't really a running focus question so I like I like how you answered it that it wasn't running focused because I don't know. It's just good to be yourself in all areas of life. So I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I love this episode personally. I hope other people didn't too, even though we had very much rambling rants, but it was very fun. And I know, I know a lot of people uh, probably loved it because I like getting to know you. I'm sure a lot of other people did too, but where can people find you at? Where can they follow you, follow your uh, winning or um, results for the trials and stuff? Um, I mean, I don't know about the results for the trials and stuff. I, uh, well, where are you going to, where are you going to be posting about whatever you're doing next? Um, so my Twitter got hacked. I don't have a Twitter anymore, so I can't, I can't plug that one, but, um, um, at underscore Elephant underscore <laughs> for Instagram and for TikTok. If you like that kind of stuff, I just started posting. I'm not sure how, how active I'm going to be on there, but we're going to test those waters. <laughs> people were saying a bunch of things about your tiktok i was like i'm gonna have to go find it so i found it and it's actually pretty good you have some good content on there tiktok queen okay (laughs) cool well thank you um so much for taking the time to come on to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas peace out fellas thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of commas over cold brew i hope you enjoyed it 
Ellie and I, we got off the call and I was like, I seriously can talk to you for about two more hours. So we need to cut this off right now. Uh, it was a really easy flowing conversation. I hope you guys thought the same because I really enjoyed talking to her and I will definitely be rooting for her tomorrow at the trial. So I hope you guys do too. And if you guys already don't follow our podcast Instagram, that's where you can ask listener questions. It's just at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, like I said at the beginning of the episode. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.